My loves, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dive deep? Or do you feel like you need some time away from the people, place, and things that make up your current life? It could be both. You're like, I need to get the fuck away from everything and everyone. And I'm also ready to take my spiritual path to the next degree, honey. Okay? Regardless of what it is, I got you. There's two legendary, amazing, delicious opportunities for us to practice together in person this year. The first one is at the iconic Omega Institute in New York, upstate New York. And the second one is in Mykonos, Greece, honey. And both of these retreats are going to be a combination of the spiritual dance practice, also known as the SAT method, also known as the spiritual workout, and Dharma talks. So let me break this down for you. The SAM method, for those of you who are like, what the fuck is that? It's a practice. Uh, it's an experience. It's a, it's, a, it's a performance art healing experience that I created um, that combines ecstatic dance, meditation, breath work, and mantra. And these four practices are here to activate, amplify, and energize the four qualities in your heart, according to Buddhist psychology, which are love, compassion, joy, and wisdom. So during the retreat... And, and upstate New York is five days, excuse me, six days, five nights, and Greece is eight days, seven nights. I'm going to tell you more about this in a second. But during the retreat, we're going to dance, we're going to dance twice a day, okay? And dance as much as you want, move as much as you want. But the whole purpose of the, of the movement is for you to actualize what you learn during the theory part, where we're going to sit around and I'm going to explain to you through, through the, the, my interpretation and my understanding, my studies of Buddhist psychology, I'm going to give you all that I know during that dedicated, you know, retreat time away from the people, place and things that make up your current experience. You're going to be devoted towards your heart, towards your liberation. Therefore, you're going to be able to then actualize that which you learn during theory in the dance floor. And then you're going to be, be able to bring that all back into your life once you leave the retreat. Going to retreat has been one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. It has changed my life. And you've heard, if, you, if you're a listener, uh, an avid listener to the podcast, you've heard me talk about going on retreats over and over again. If you've read my books, you know that going on spiritual retreats is how we take our practice to the next level. Oftentimes we do need to take time away from people, place, and things that make up our current life in order for us to truly discover who are we really and what is it that I want to do in my life. And maybe you're like, I already know who I am and I'm already happy with what I'm doing in my life, but you want to actually bring more joy, more bliss. You actually want to be happier, more playful, more lighthearted in more lightheartedness into your life. This retreat, these retreats are for you. You can either come to one or you can come to both. It doesn't matter. The point of the Psalm method, the spiritual workout, the spiritual dance practice is for us to say fuck off to people that says that when you are a disciplined spiritual practitioner, you become more serious. That is a lie. Okay. The truth is the deeper you become, the, the, the deeper you, you, you enter into the spiritual path and the more you're disciplined about your spiritual liberation, the more playful and lighthearted and more smiles and more humor and more laughter your life becomes filled 
with. Okay, so click the links in the show notes and I hope to see you at, in upstate New York at the iconic, legendary Omega Institute. Uh, let me tell you the dates. Uh, upstate New York is June 19th through the 24th. Okay, and Greece is um, October 8th through October 15th. Okay, and if you have any questions, or concerns about the retreats, when you click the link in the show notes, um, or so you can visit my Instagram bio or my TikTok bio to get all the details for the for the retreats. If you have questions, just go onto the retreats website and, and click over there to find out how you can talk to the retreat producers. They're both amazing powerhouse companies that are producing my retreats. They will be able to help you with anything you need, okay? I love you all so much, and I cannot wait to practice with you and get free with you. Love you. Peace. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Spiritually Sassy Show. The following podcast was recorded live on Quilt. You know, I think first things first, it's important to um, kind of lay out what some of the definitions for the word karma are and some of the definitions for the word dharma are. You know, the word karma uh, can sometimes be translated as action, uh, can sometimes be translated as cause and effect, uh, can sometimes be be, be uh, translated as the, the natural law of justice. And... Um, and the word dharma could sometimes be translated as 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 the 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 learning, the lesson, the practice, the high truth, the the clearest, most cosmic, profound wisdom, um, and oftentimes could be translated as your soul's purpose, your contribution to the world. Right. So, with this in mind, right, when we say karma or dharma, what what we're really saying is. Is there a karmic pattern repeating itself on the loop? Am I learning something from it? Have I learned something from it? Have I engaged with this hypnotic pattern in a different way, in a way that I've learned something? If I learn from this karmic pattern, then if you're learning, then it's become dharmic. Then it's liberatory. Then it's revelatory. Then it's heavenly. Then you're actually changing the course of that karmic pattern. But oftentimes, you know, when I when I bring these two words together, karma or dharma, um, it's because we are unaware. We are we're unaware and we're unawake. I don't even know if that's a word. Unawake, uh, not as not awake around the fact that we are just repeating these karmic loops. We're just repeating beating these karmic patterns, you know, we're just, we're constantly making the same mistakes, you know, and, and I want you to continue to make mistakes because that is the truth of the path of liberation. That is the truth of someone who is actually genuinely healing is someone who is continuously making mistakes, someone who is continuing fucking up, but they're learning, they're learning something from it. And those who are unaware and uh, unaware that they're making the same mistakes are people who are just afraid of vulnerability. They're afraid of authenticity. They're afraid of of, of actually uh, not being part of pretending culture. They're scared of 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 actually like saying I have fucked up and I have you know harmed people and I've harmed myself. Unless you have the audacity to say these words, I've harmed people. I've harmed myself. 
and and I'm aware that others have harmed me too. If you're not aware of the trifecta of forgiveness, right? If you're not aware of the trifecta of of karmic imprints, you know, of and and how we are harming each other, harming ourselves, uh, and that that we are harmed in that process too. There were, there's no dharma in, the, in that space. It's just a complete karmic misery loop of a self-fulfilling prophecy of more pain, more suffering, and more despair, and more confusion, right? So when we speak about karma and dharma, it's about having the, the awakefulness, the mindfulness, the awareness to recognize that every single thing that we think, we feel, we say, we do has a consequence. Now, how are you operating with these consequences? How are you orienting your life with these consequences? Are you operating uh, with these consequences in the way that, that, that heals, in the way that awakens, in the way that not only awakens and heals you, but in a way that awakens and heals not only you, but other people? The other people, when the other people comes into the picture, that's when it becomes dharmic. The dharmic source of, of expression is when there's a tie-in to altruistic motivation, when there's a tie-in to not being only so oriented towards only your well-being. Me, my needs, my life, me, 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 me. But there is uh, an, a, a, an openness to an understanding that um, it, 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 unless it's tied to the to the uh, alleviation of suffering uh, in the lives of others, then it's not dharmic, right? So a lot of people live in a karmic pattern of complete selfish expression uh, because they're not awake to to the fact that it is through um, uh, learning from their lessons, right? So first, you have to be awake that you make mistakes, and you have to be awake to the fact that uh, your mistakes harm yourself and your mistakes harm other people, and that's okay. That's part of the gig, right? Pain is part of the gig. Um, but it's unless we radically learn from every single mistake we make, then there's no way for your life to be a, 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 a meaningful life, you know? And they say a meaningful life um, has has two things tied to it. Is uh, scientists say this, and I also wrote this about in my book without even knowing this. But a meaningful life is a life, and a dharmic life, which is a, which is a meaningful life, is a life where you have figured out what brings you joy, and that joy becomes meaningful, becomes purposeful, becomes dharmic when it is in service to other people as well. It's not only uh, uh, making you happy and joyful, but it's actually benefiting other people, right? So if we're not awake to our mistakes, and I'm gonna keep going back and forth between karma and dharma to get you to sort of dance the dance of these two words and understand these concepts, and then start to have unwavering faith that each and every single time I commit a mistake um, and I and I learn from it and I actually truly actualize the, the the wisdom from it and I actually pivot and I transform myself in the ways I speak, the ways I think, the ways I feel. Um, with that transformation, then you've entered the Dharmic path. You know, the Dharmic path is 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 a path of continuous learning. And, um, and the, the karma will never uh, stop because we're continuously creating or continuously doing. But there's a way to create karma that's dharmic. You know, there's a way to create karmic uh, seeds that are dharmic in nature. Does that make sense? That's an interesting way to put it. You know, I'm actually hearing myself say this for the, f for, for the first time, but every single thing you think, say, 
feel, and do has a consequence. And those consequences are seeds in the garden of your, of your life. So those seeds can actually be, um, uh, uh, karmic in nature, which is, which is, uh, you know, perhaps we'll have, um, um, you know, um, the, the, the orientation, the, the, the expression of more misery, more pain, more suffering, more confusion, or the dharmic expression of the karmic seed, which will be liberatory, which will be revelatory, which will be um, healing and altruistic, you know? So um, this is the dance that I want us to start thinking about and dancing is like, are the, are the ways that the karma, is the karma that's currently ripening my life? Is it supporting my dharmic path? Is it supporting my soul's purpose? Is, is it supporting the awakening of the world? Or am I just in a perpetual cycle of misery, never even considering the well-being of anybody else outside of my own little circle? That is you perpetuating a karmic cycle. That is you being, the, you know, being uh, just being tossed around by the karmic patterns that you're in. To wake up out of a karmic pattern, you have to enter into a cycle of forgiveness. You have to recognize you've caused mistakes. Mistakes were were caused uh, to you and that you have um, harmed other people and other people have harmed you. Um, and, and, that, and that in that process, uh, the, the, the wakefulness comes with like pause. Wow, this is happening again. I'm being cheated on again. I'm being fired from a job again. Friends don't want to talk to me. I'm alone. Like if there is a, rep a repetitive experience in your life, this is the perpetual spiral of, the, of, of, of unwholesome karma prevailing in your life. You know, and wholesome karma is dharmic karma. Wholesome karma, beneficial karma is dharmic karma. It's a dharmic life. It's a dharmic path. Right. So a lot of people are not are unwilling to look at the destructive patterns that are prevailing in their lives. Why? Because it's easy to blame. It's easy to play the victim and it's easy to blame. And also the natural law of karma says that everything that's on your path, it's there because you put it there. And I know this is difficult to, to swallow. I know this is kind of like the high truth, you know, if it's there, it's because I put it there. And you didn't put it there in this lifetime, perhaps. Perhaps it was a, your previous expression, the previous iteration of Sa, that, that as, you know, Sa as we know it now, but the previous expression of this, of this, experience that you call sa in a previous life has created the seeds that are now blossoming in this life. You know, we come into life with a lot of seeds already in the garden of our mind. Some seeds beneficial, some seeds harmful, some seeds skillful, some seeds unskillful. And through our experiences, through the ways that we, that we, uh, uh, that we uh, interact with ourselves in the world, these seeds grow, blossom, and sort of erupt into massive trees. And that's why some karmic patterns last an entire lifetime, you know? But but the real choice of, of, of change becomes, am I learning from every mistake? Am I learning from every challenge? Am I actually transforming through every step of the way? You know, I spoke about it today on social media, um, about, you know, sort of missing the old version of me, sort of feeling uh, like I missed the old version of me because it was a, I was, there was a previous season that was a lot, of, uh, um, a lot of ripening, a lot of blossoming in my life that I was um, utterly and profoundly joyful 
and I was just like waking up ecstatic and and uh, and, and and excited about life. And I'm in this kind of transitory season in this in this in this moment in my life where I'm kind of waiting for the next version of myself to arise. I'm kind of waiting for the next version of me to 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 meet the current version of me and then to take over the ship and kind of guide us into next into into the next and the next and the next and you know it's the season it's the karmic season that I'm in it's a it's a season of 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 exploring grief it's a season of, of exploring different uh different um different parts of my mind different aspects of my shadow different aspects of my psyche but here's the thing what makes the season dharmic is my choice to learn and grow and to contribute. Learn, grow, and contribute. If I would be, if I would be dwelling in the grief, if I would be dwelling in, in the grief that I that I that I'm no longer who I used to be, that I'm actually in this transitory place, no revelation would arise. No inner uh, divine intervention will take place. The season will not be dharmic. So the more we do well without a dharmic uh, lens, the more we do well without a dharmic lens. What is a dharmic lens in this context? Is the ability to see lessons, the ability to see blessings, the ability to be open to know that there is more to this experience than what I can see with the eyes in my face. That is the dharmic orientation into a karmic uh, explosion. Right. One may say, oh, my God, you're in deep grief right now. That's true. I am. But am I am I in suffering? No. Am I in pain? Yes. But am I in suffering? No. That's the difference too. a karmic re a karmic repeat uh, is is painful and, you know, creates suffering. But a karmic uh, eruption that is dharmic, it's painful, but there is lessons and blessings instead of suffering. Are we communicating? Is this landing for you? So with every single mistake and every single thing that we, that we think, that we feel, that we say, that we do has a consequence. Are those consequences leading us to our, 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 the expression of our soul's purpose, which is a purpose of altruism, of liberation, of kindness, of, of, of service to others? And on the other side of karma are the things that are erupting in my life right now or the things that are being destabilized and are, and are the shifts are taking place in my life right now. Am I actually learning from them? You know, or am I actually just going into a deeper spiral of confusion? Because every single moment that we dwell in confusion, that has a consequence. Every single millisecond that we dwell in anger has a consequence. So when we think about that, that's us looking at, at, at our karma through a dharmic perspective. That is us understanding that everything has a consequence, that these consequences can be beneficial or unskillful. These consequences can be harmful or benevolent. You know, that is how we understand the natural law of justice, the, the, this, this, this natural law of cause and effect that we can't see with the eyes in our face oftentimes, right? Because things are kind of happening in an unseen world, you know, the garden of our mind, we can't see with the eyes in our face, but we can experience it with the eyes of our heart, right? And then we can only see the, the, the full blown. We can only see the karma when the wheels are falling out. Right, we're not paying attention to all the little bits and pieces of life communicating to us that things have to change, that we are in a karmic pattern 
of misery, of despair, of confusion, of harm, of suffering, right? I often use the metaphor of the car, like we're on the highway and the the the, the oil change is going off, the, the tire changes are going off, the engine changes is light, like all the things, all the, the all the things in your car's dashboard are going off, but we're not paying attention. We are we keep going, we're producing. We're capitalistic about about our about our about our, our existence. We're desperate to show the world that we are worthy by production, by accumulation. That's a karmic loop of despair in the disguise of capitalism, right? So and all the things are flashing on the on your dashboard. We're not paying attention. So the only time that we're actually paying attention to the to the to the to the to the, to the karmic loop that we're in is when the wheels fall out and the car flips on the highway. And then we find ourselves, you know, uh, with the car uh, flips upside down. And thank God we're wearing your seatbelt, right? And in that moment, what happens? Some people learn. Some people truly take a pivot in their lives and they say enough. They take care of their body, take care of their mind. They start to be of service. They start to change the whole game. They stop being so selfish. That is you stepping into your dharmic path, your soul's purpose, which is to contribute. You know, or other people that happens and they need it to happen 10 more times for them to wake up. Or some people will not wake up. That's okay too. You know, I think it was Wayne Dyer who said something so, so simple, but so profound. Uh, he said how, um, how they respond to you is their karma. How you respond to them is your karma. Um, and that's so true. And that goes for every inner experience, for every every single time you have a feeling of despair creeping in and arising. How you respond to it, is it dharmic or am I responding on a karmic way? Karmic way would be to, to in a, in a, and, I'm, and I'm actually, you know, sort of creating this philosophy on the fly here for you. You know, because I landed at this knowing at a, in a master class that I was teaching, and it made a lot of sense. And now that I'm teaching to uh, and explaining this to you guys right now, I feel like a you know unskillful karma. We'll call it karmic. Uh, loop. We we'll call it karmic eruption. But skillful karma, beneficial karma, good karma. We we'll call it. We we'll call it dharmic expression. We we'll call it karmic. Excuse me. We we'll call it dharmic uh, karma. Right. So that's that's how we can kind of put these sort of create separation to, to sort of uh, land at this unified uh, system of, of understanding, right? So um, we need to, to wake the fuck up to the fact that we are, we are here, and I use the word, we are sort of these, these insatiable beings, we're, these, we're whores for contribution, and we're whores for liberation, you know, but is our is is are you actually becoming free? Or are you are you just becoming high? That's the difference, right? And Ramda said, uh, he said so eloquently. He's like, um, he said, I'm, I'm fetching the quote in my in my mind right now. He said, I'm paraphrasing. Of course, every time you hear me quote a saint, I'm always paraphrasing them. He says, um, it's like, do you want to be free or do you want to be high? And we have to choose to become free. If we are on the path of freedom that I constantly over and over and over again speak to, your freedom is not only your freedom. Your freedom is dharmic um, because it's altruistic. It's in, it's in service to others, right? When, you're, when you awaken to your 
to a dharmic view, to a dharmic perspective. You recognize that everything you think, do, say, feel impacts the world. How you relate to it impacts the world. So am I going to relate to it with more suffering, more pain, a punitive, punishing way? Or am I going to relate to it with the lens of lessons of, of lessons and blessings? You know, in an educational lens. If you're going to, or to, to explore your life through a through a through a lens of lessons and blessings and actualization and forgiveness and liberation, then you're, you're walking the Dharmic path. And it doesn't need to look like you uh, um, uh, becoming a, 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 a wellness coach or a yoga teacher or a meditation guide or, or, or uh, a spiritual uh, master. It could look, it could look a lot more, um, a lot more uh, from the inside out. And as you should, actually capital S should, um, uh, be experienced from the inside out. It's people in the presence of those who are living in their dharma know. It's you're all of a sudden you're invited to take a deep breath. You know, that closed, shallow clavicular breath that you bring breathing because you've been locked up in a karmic loop of despair, of confusion, of misery. All of a sudden, when you're in the presence of those who are living their dharmic path, when they're living from an altruistic point, from an altruistic perspective, from an altruistic expression, all of a sudden, in the presence of those beings, uh, you're invited to take a deep breath without even having to say, how about a deep breath, honey? How about a deep breath, sis? None of that happens. All that communication is nonverbal. So that's why I'm saying there's no need to, to express your dharmic path you know, by doing something, by producing something, by creating a career around it. You know, yes, you can, but the career won't, the, 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 the expression of that doesn't need to look like someone who works in wellness in the spiritual space. You, I've said this a million times, but the artists are the ones who are conveying the highest truth. They're the ones who are, who are um, inviting us to, to engage in the ineffable truth that can't be spoken with words that can't be written in books, that can only be experienced with the depth of our being, the depth of our being, right? So um, we have to sort of pick, you know, are our desires creating unwholesome karma or they're creating the, 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 the conditions for a dharmic path, you know? And the only way to, to understand this is by pausing, by breathing, by actually taking a spiritual inventory of your life, by genuinely saying everything that's happening in my life right now is here because I put it here. I may not remember because we all get uh, uh, flashed and socialized into amnesia as soon as we enter life. So we don't we don't know the the contracts, the karmic contracts that we've made in our previous lives, right? So we have to just pause and look how life is communicating to us. If there's resistance in that direction, then know that that's not meant for you. Stop knocking on that same door. There's a door that's going to be unlocked and actually opened for you to walk right in. You know, when there's resistance, listen. Learn. 
Listen and learn. I'm actually learning so much from, from life communicating resistance to me right now. So my wish, my prayer to you is that you actually wake up to create a dharmic life, a life of contribution, a life of divine intervention, a life where you enter a room and everybody can take a deep breath because you are non-verbally inviting them into a deep place of relaxation because you are living a dharmic path. You're constantly alchemizing the suffering in the world. You're constantly recognizing that, that <clears throat> you have the resources to breathe in the suffering of the world into your heart and breathe out the antidote. You have the capacity. So my prayer is that we recognize that our heart is a resource of healing, universal healing. Our very own heart has an unconditional well of healing resources. And I pray that, that that spiritual heart that perhaps may be asleep to you, that is always there, always available, you wake up to it. That you wake up to, to the fact that you have a mission in life, that you have a dharmic path, that you didn't, you didn't just come here for no reason, that life is not meaningless. I hope that you wake up to to the truth of who you are, this wise, compassionate, loving, blissful being. And my my prayer is that you wake up to the to the to the patterns, to the to the patterns of misery that are looping in your life right now. And that you're able to face them straight on and say, it's here because I put it here. Let's go. What's here for me? I pray that you stop demonizing your demons. I pray that you are actually able to look at them in the face and say, what's here for me? How can this, for me, bridge the gap into for the world? My prayer is that you wake up to your altruistic uh, intention, that you wake up to your altruistic heart, is that you recognize that it's in serving others that the missing pieces to your healing make themselves known that is in serving others, that God is back in the room. Listen to her. Listen to her. I pray that in moments of silence, you're able to hear the Cosmic Mother whispering to you. And that you're not afraid. That, you're not, that you don't become afraid of how inspired that whisper is. like that. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and reveal this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you. Mm-hmm.